You're listening to The Homeschool Dropout. I'm your host, Mike Roberts. Let's talk about bridging the gap between homeschool and the professional world. All right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Homeschool Dropout. Today, I brought on my older sister. I've mentioned this in previous episodes that I come from a pretty large family, and so there's disparities in our educational experience. And I actually think that's something that's valuable in bringing on family. I think it highlights how individual the homeschooling experience can be. I think for me, it was all about the parents. It's always been all about the parents. And because one of the biggest things with homeschool is, aren't you afraid your children will be weirdos? (laughs) And I know that there's weirdos in public school. And so for me, it's about the parents. And as the parents learn and grow and change, so do their children as, you know, from the oldest to the youngest. Definitely. There's without a doubt, and maybe for good reason, a stereotype about homeschoolers that were very weird. And many of us are very weird. And to your point, as I've talked to friends that were public schooled, homeschooled, just your family culture, I think, makes much bigger impact than we realize. Yeah. Didn't have their homeschooled or public school. Yep. And actually, I use that term weird very lovingly because <laughs> someone who is weird to me is someone who's like can express themselves who they really are. I like yeah. weird people. Yeah. Some of my favorite people are those where I really feel like they're being wholeheartedly themselves. Totally. They are their own person. And even if it's quirky and weird, it's refreshing. They are their own person. Okay. Well, why don't we kind of get into things a little bit here? I don't know a lot of your educational past. Why don't you just give us a background on your education? I don't even know if you were homeschooled. I don't know what you remember from that experience. So kind of fill us in there. Yeah, we definitely had very different experiences, you and I. So our mom decided homeschool when I was entering the fifth grade. And I... At the time, I would say that it was something that saved me on a personal level because I was so into making sure that I fit in. Even to the point, like very early on in kindergarten, I I enter kindergarten and at home I go by Malia, but my first name was Rachel. And I enter kindergarten as a five-year-old and I immediately realized, Malia is a different name. I don't want to be different. So I'm going to go by Rachel. So at school, I was Rachel. At home, I was Malia. And so by the time I reached the fifth grade, I had made so many sacrifices on who I was in order to try to fit in with kids who were frankly really rude. So when our parents decided to homeschool, I came home for fifth grade, sixth grade, and then entered back into the system for seventh grade and eighth grade, only at a part-time basis. So I took electives. I remember taking like cooking classes, sewing classes, drama classes, band. I was in band. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. You were the one, one sibling that did band. I was the one sibling that did band. (laughs) Yes. And, and drama. So, you know, that's why I like weird people. I think maybe because I was a band and a drama kid, but For me, the homeschooling experience, it was difficult socially for me because my my time at public school was already really difficult. And so that when I came home, 
I really didn't have friends for fifth grade or sixth grade, except for the two girls that lived down the street. And then they moved, both of them moved. So for seventh and eighth grade, I didn't have any friends because I wasn't in school. At that time, I wasn't doing sports. And I was just like, I was the weird kid for sure. Looking back, I'm like, oh, I was weird. And it was because coming home really let me just relax and breathe and just be a totally free to be myself. And myself was someone who had a huge imagination. I'm a natural writer. Natural outlet is poetry for sure. And I love music. So I'm definitely right brain. But anyway, that was my homeschooling experience. It was a space for me to reconnect with who I was and that it was fine. It was totally fine to be my weird self. There was no popular person at home. It didn't matter what I wore. It didn't matter what I looked like. It didn't matter the words that I used in my speech, any of that. And so that is for me what my homeschool experience enabled for me to develop moving forward. So I want to dig in real quick. Yeah. I want to know what that was like, because I didn't have this experience you are going to public school, you're young, you hit fifth grade. What happened? Did mom and dad say, hey, you're all coming out of school. Do you feel like you had a choice there? Did you feel robbed from your public school experience? How was that as a kid? Was there tension? Mm, This is how it went down. Their story is that they'd been feeling like homeschool was what they needed to do for quite some time, like three years. And it was very scary for our mom to do that, to make that choice. So the summer going into my fifth grade year, she presented the idea. Uh, I think she got brave enough. There was five of us that were in school and then two more. There's probably seven children at the time. Can you imagine all of a sudden having all seven kids home like crazy? Very brave decision of her. And she said, she said, the choice is yours. She asked us to pray about it. And um, honestly, for me, I didn't feel like the choice was mine. And I think looking back that that was just my own perception and take Mm. And in where I was in life, I felt like I'd be betraying my parents if I chose otherwise. <laughs> it's a tricky age, you know, how much how much decision making power does a child at that age have? You know? Yeah. It's really we're, hard. We're really tied in emotionally to our parents still. I was right. nine years old in fifth grade. I was a young fifth grader. So for me entering into homeschool, I didn't feel like this is something that I really want to do. I just felt like this is what my family is doing now. Hmm. So at least there was a unified front that as a family, we're going to do this. There was that resistance from me. Okay. Okay, Yeah. Great. Yeah. And it saved me personally. It didn't save me socially. It saved me personally. I'm so very grateful for those years to develop my core sense of self, which we, I think, do our whole lives. But yeah, but you do attribute some of that homeschooling period to really being able to anchor yourself in this is who I am. This is what I like. And that it's okay. And it's allowed. I think one of the things that the public school parents are noticing about public school is that, you know, you're really, your children are raised by their peers, what the fads are, how to process things emotionally. It's all fad based, which changes over and over and over. So it's really hard to have foundation. It did really provide that for me. 
So I have one more question in this period, then we can move on and kind of dig into high school and what came after. You said that in homeschool, you felt like you could really be yourself, that you're free from trying to be like everyone else and fit in. When you're homeschooled, your context is family culture. What does my family value? What does my family see as, as worth becoming and developing? If you had gone counter to that, just by your own nature, do you think homeschool would have been really difficult? Yes. Because that can be hard when you're isolated like that and you don't align with family values. As a fifth grader, you won't have that. But as a high schooler, you may start having that. Yeah. Thinking back, there's no way for me to know I was not homeschooled in high school at all. I'm very different than our mom. And so I'm sure being homeschooled, there would have been a lot more resistance between us than if I had gone to high school. So to be aware of that as a parent, here's what I provide for my child. One of the things that you said in your first episode is that homeschooling provided a rich and unique way to learn about the world. And I absolutely agreed with that. But within this context that we're talking about, the only view of the world I will get is what my right. parents' view right. is, unless that parent is aware of that. Yes, I'm only providing my child with things that I believe in. Yeah, I think it's it's a tricky position. I, I don't have children. I'm not a parent. But as a parent, you will convey something. Something yeah. is going to be transmitted to the child. And so when you homeschool, you do have this unique opportunity to really infuse your own values into your children with the balance of saying there are other values out there and they're worth yes. exploring. Yes. Many parents choose to homeschool. One of their their reasons for choosing to homeschool is so that they can control what their children are learning. Because what the public school is teaching, they're like, nah, I don't sure. want that in my child's right. life. I'll bring them home so I can ensure these things. So the pros and cons there, right? And so as a parent, being really aware of how you can isolate your child that way it's something to be careful of. And I, I think there's some good reasons that inform protectionist homeschooling. Yes. And there's some very, there's some unintended consequences. They're just hidden. Yeah. They're like little shadows. So just to be aware, watch for this. This could right. be happening. So let's go from you're pulled out of school in fifth grade. You said you went part-time seventh and eight. And did that go fine? Did you feel like you could make friends easily? And then after that, kind of take us into high school. Uh, yeah, no, it was really rough for me socially. I think as far as homeschool goes, the education part of homeschool, that was fine. Mom pulled us out and didn't really have philosophy or any kind of anything. So we just did basically public school at home. So it wasn't anything shockingly new to me. I just was doing the same things at home. But socially, it was very difficult years. Like I was bullied and it was challenging, very challenging. You know, I remember kind of a, a kerfuffle you had with mom and dad where you had very big Coke bottle glasses. And I still remember a dispute where they were saying you have to wear your glasses and, and you hated wearing them. And I think it was, it was, you know, made you probably an easy target at school. You may have remembered the kerfuffle because my glasses <laughs> broke. And okay. so they made me tape them <laughs> and wear them to school. And they were taped in two parts. The one part that's a classic nerd tape right okay. between the eyebrows. Sure. And then the other one was to connect the ear to the to the lens. I had to wear them. They broke playing basketball. I'm very tall. I'm 5'11". And I got tall quick. So I was an easy target that way. And the fact <laughs> that it was very imaginative. 
And so I was just like, looking back, like I said, I was weird. That's probably why. So I just want to be clear whether or not I was homeschooled. I know I would have had difficult times socially. I know that. So being homeschooled, I feel saved me so that it enabled me by the time I got into high school and my senior year, it took that much time. It was a very amazing experience. Like I feel like I had the best senior year ever. So to answer your question though, going into high school, I did go back full time and, you know, we've gotten to know me a little bit. We know, we know I'm right-brained. So academically, never interested. I didn't do well in school because homework just took extra time. And I wasn't interested in many of the things I was Mm. studying because you have to study things, right? I was never in academic pursuit of anything. So I just went to school for that social experience. I did make it through. I did graduate. Nice. Nice. And I did end up going to college which wasn't a choice I was going to make. I was not interested in going to college. So let's, let's pause right there because that is a, a jump that is unique, I think, for homeschoolers. So you did, in fact, you got a high school diploma, but you didn't have your sights set on college. For our listeners, you were very good at volleyball. You played volleyball yes. in college. You were a collegiate athlete. Was there anything particular you had to do to enter college as an athlete coming from homeschool or did you have all of your credentials and credits ready for that? Yeah, because I went full-time from freshman year all the way to okay. senior year. Yeah. It. So again, in the beginning of our family, I'm, I'm one of the oldest. That's the way we did it. It was not ever academic for me. So then I did go to college and <laughs> I did get a volleyball scholarship, which meant that I had to go to school. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And you have to do well now. They're watching. I have to. And the GPA is so simple to reach, but it was difficult for me because I just wasn't ever interested in in learning how they told me to learn. And I don't think this was homeschool based or not. It's just was an interesting experience. And as an adult now and having children that I'm raising, I'm so interested in math. It fascinates me. I've been devouring history since my 20s and and sciences and things like that. And I I could say that I'm, I have a lot of knowledge now that probably I learned in high school and college, but now it's there, it's in me, it's stuck because I desired it. And sometimes it just takes people, you know, Unfortunately, we live in a world where it says from ages five to 18, you go to this school and you learn this stuff because we say that's what you have to know. And then you go to college and you learn this stuff. And they're really age-based learning. We're all so very different. The children don't learn to walk at the same age, right? And so I think that it's a little unfortunate because the love of learning gets lost when you force people. I want to dig into your perspective on that trade-off because you could approach education, say you're homeschooling your child, you could approach education and say, you know what, I will teach them math when they're interested in math. And how many times have you heard a high school student say, whenever am I ever going to use this math? It's it's so out of touch. You know, it's so, so out of touch from their daily lives. <laughs> now, I mean, obviously I'm an engineer. I work as an engineer. I do math every day, but even as a kid, there's there's math everywhere and you just can't quite see it yet. So what is your thought or what are your thoughts on allowing people 
to just study what they want when they want to study it. You know, time's linear. You can't go back and, and fix gaps when they're occurring. You have to wait till they emerge and then try and go and fill them later. But do you think there's substantial risk in saying, okay, we won't worry about teaching you math till you want it and you're ready for it, even if they're, you know, in their early 20s and finally they're getting into algebra? What, what are the costs there? Definitely substantial risks. And this is actually a really great time for this information right now for me to express my experience because I have a senior in high school who has been homeschooled <laughs> since kindergarten. And those gaps are becoming uh, visible. Are they They're oh, no. emerging. Okay. And I have a, I have honestly a stressed out senior, but the only reason that the approach of, you know, learn it when you're interested in it doesn't work is because of the way our world functions. You have to take into account that when you are educating your child in a really free way. I'm a very free soul. That's how I educated. And you got to take into account. These are the things, the very basic things you're going to need to function in the society that we live in. I always claimed that math, you, you know, you have your basic maths that you need to know, computation skills, but as far as like engineer-based math, like trigonometry and calculus and things like that, and some algebras, my opinion on that is that when you enter college and you decide you want to be an engineer, they, they have you retake a lot of these math classes and you have to relearn them again because that's what you're going to specialize in. And math is super important for an engineer to know. It's it is, super, it is. super Absolutely. important. And the things that you have in your brain as an engineer are vital for your living, for your everyday life. Plus, you're super interested in those things. That knowledge is nothing that I may ever need in my life, right? <laughs> so I don't naturally go into it, but it's, it's a trick. It's definitely a trick to figure out what is my kid going to need in order to function in society beyond my home? You know, I think something I, I touched on this, I tutored a lot through college and I've tutored since in helping a lot of high schoolers with STEM subjects. They tend to be the weaker subjects among homeschoolers. And something I would try and convey is emphasizing if then relationships and your choices. If you want to go to college, if you want to do this profession, if you want to do these things, then you need to nail math or you need to get better at writing or you need to get better at public speaking. And so, you know, I think it's, that's how I would, I would encourage kids with chemistry or with math. Like you may not use this. You may be, you know, in a profession or, or a, whatever your vocation is where you don't really use this math, but you need to be aware of your options and the world and the doors you're opening for yourself or closing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And Oh, so interesting too, is that a lot of kids don't know what they want to do. So then if your child's like, I don't know if I want to go to college. I don't know if I want to go to college. And then suddenly they're like, I want to go to college. But I think the thing that's really great actually is that it's really, really never too late. The beautiful thing about homeschooling, if you follow philosophies that teach this, is that it really encourages just lifelong learning. And when your child gets to the point of like, oh, I do want to go to college, 
here's all the things I got to accomplish to get there. You know what? They get it done and they get it done quickly. It's not this dreaded chore. A lot of times they excel beyond their peers because it was not anything that was ever forced. It was here I am in my life and now I make this decision. Go. I think that's something that homeschooling can allow you to to recognize in yourself that, oh, I do love learning and it preserves it. It's a precious part of life is being curious about life. And I have found that homeschooling tends to preserve that better than public school. Yeah, this is actually a great segue into this is not the question you've directly asked me, but I'm going to offer it to you. Why did I choose to homeschool? Yes, I did come from a family that was homeschooled, but I wasn't sure. And one of the questions my husband asked me when we were dating, and we hadn't been dating long, he said, are you going to homeschool your kids? <laughs> and I think at the time he was like trying to fill out like, all I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Should I keep dating this girl? And I answered, honestly, I don't know. I don't know. And so I had my first child. And by the time she reached five, you're like, hey, this is when you enter into the school system. She had this bright light in her eyes. She loved learning about stuff. She was so curious about everything. And I thought of those bright eyes sitting in a classroom. And now here's what you'll learn, little child, instead of what do you want to learn about? I just thought about that light just dying. And I was like, I can't do that to my child. Originally, I was just going to take it year by year. And honestly, that's still what I do. I think that's a very great approach to homeschool. We're going year by year here. I really wanted my children to have a lifelong love of learning. Because again, here we are to the rich and unique way to experience and learn about the world. Your whole life, if you love to learn, it's endless. The information out there is endless. You know, I really like that because I'm just realizing that when you recognize that you can learn about anything at home and you've been doing it your whole life, it just transitions perfectly into your adulthood where I'm still learning in my home. That is yeah. what I learned. That's my school, you know? And so. it gives you, it really is an enabling factor because people, when they come up against something and they're, I don't know how to do that. If you have a culture that you come from that says you can learn anything and you can learn how to do anything, then that roadblock hopefully is not so monumental for them. They just say, I don't know how to do this. I want to know. I'm going to learn about it. (laughs) And another thing that you said that I liked a lot was taking it year by year. Something I appreciated about the way we were homeschooled is I never felt like it was homeschool or bust, where if you didn't homeschool, then you were betraying the family, that you were going against what we valued, where (laughs) where it was here's something we really want to try and offer to you as children. And of course, when you're a child, you don't have a lot of informed decision-making power. But as I as I entered high school, I felt like I crafted my own education. It was a smorgasbord of here's all the ways you can learn. What do you want to do with your life? Pick things that that lead towards that. Yeah. And I loved hearing your story too, because again, I didn't know the details of that. You're very academically driven. And I wondered if you had been public schooled your whole life, if that would still just be a part of you because that's who you are, or if being homeschooled enabled you to have that childhood and that freedom. I wonder 
if it had been, if it would have killed that or if you'd still been really driven, you know, it's hard to say. I totally agree. I think that carries through really well for me. Okay. Before we wrap up, I want to ask one more question and kind of shape it around. I think a lot of parents have very legitimate and well-informed fears about homeschooling. Share with us some of your fears and how you've overcome some of them or some that you're still grappling with about homeschooling because you started homeschooling your children and you still are. You're, you're still doing forms of homeschooling with, I think, all of them. Yes, yes. So my older two do go to high school part-time and then I have, so I have six. So the bottom four, one of them is still young, but the bottom four are homeschooled through a charter school. My fears around homeschooling um, I would say were those gaps, like you just can't foresee them. And I still can't. And now that I'm faced with obvious gaps in my oldest child's learning, I'd say because of who I am, which is a very like free soul type person structure and, and making sure that we're at least doing the minimum is something that is difficult and challenging for me. So the fear there would be, am I doing the minimum? Because I overemphasize creativity. A lot of parents also have fears around their children making friends and being able to socialize. Here's the beautiful thing that I know is out there. There's so many after-school programs, city-based programs. The homeschooling community is so large now it was not when I was homeschooled. No, it really and it, was not. It was not. And it wasn't when I started homeschooling, but it's so large now. They have they have in our area homeschool dances and they have homeschool <laughs> prom and they have meetups in the park and things like this. You can you can make friends getting your kids out there into the world, take them on field trips, encourage them to interact with adults too. All of that. And something I want to point out that helps me with my fears around that is I recognize that my kids have this ability to socialize with any age because the people that they're surrounded with every day are all ages, not stuck in a classroom with just their age. Well, great. I think that pretty much wraps it up for us today. Thanks for coming on. I really yeah. appreciate your insights. And I, I'm finding that I'm actually learning a lot more just through talking with family members about the experience because homeschooling is so individual. And that's something I really love about it, that yeah. the individual becomes the focus instead of the system or the, the program. You know, it's about the child. I think that's what surprised me about homeschooling is that, oh, here we all are. We're all so very different. And guess what? I get to cater to your differences. And that helps us all stay unique. Okay. Well, thanks for coming on. Thank you. It was great. Hey everyone, to make sure you don't miss weekly episodes of The Homeschool Dropout, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your preferred podcasting platform.